Hey, Hopefuls. We're Jessa, Tash, and Rachel. We're three fun-loving life coaches. And together, we're Babes with Hope. Hey, Hopefuls. Welcome back to our second episode of the year, the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, we thought what would be a really fun episode to do the beginning of the year when people are thinking about their New Year's goals and thinking about what they want to accomplish this year. And we thought, wouldn't it be kind of fun to do an episode all about motivation, the good, the bad, the myth, the legend, um, everything mm-hmm. there is to talk about, about motivation and how we do it, how we do it well, what we're motivated to do this year, and how you can apply motivation uh, in your life. So with that, I'm going to pass it off to Tash, who's going to talk to us about her definition of motivation. Yay, I'm so excited. I feel like most of our episodes are just about defining words. And that is totally cool. (laughs) Because everybody has their own definition of motivation, what it means to them, and how they apply it in their lives. So for me, I have struggled a lot with motivation. Like I feel very unmotivated a lot of the times. And then I came across um, this book called The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Bouchard. And I read it a couple years ago and it kind of completely shifted my mindset on motivation because I was kind of waiting for motivation to come to me before I would take action. And I realize now that that might not have been the most optimal way uh, forward in my success. And now I think that motivation is basically comes down to the reason for action. Like, why are you doing something? What is the reason behind it? And then what are you doing to put your attention towards that? And the attitude that you bring towards that action and that effort is just going to amplify your motivation. So for me, my mindset is kind of like, take the action first and then motivation will come because motivation is in that action. And when you're taking action towards what you want and what you're motivated Um, towards, we talk about all the time, the towards and away from style goals. If you're moving in a direction of something towards what you want, then motivation kind of flows in naturally. So I feel like I could go on forever and ever about this, but basically motivation is sparked and created by the ambition and expectancy, the reason why behind the action that you're going to take. I mean, let's take probably what 90% of people have on their goal board for the new year is some sort of health-related weight loss goal. What is going to motivate you to get up to the gym every freaking day when it's pouring rain out cold as shit you have to wear your mask at the gym it is like still dark outside so what is going to motivate you to push to go to your workout what is going to motivate you to push to make healthier choices at the grocery store so that you can have healthy meals at home 
the motivation comes from that reason behind what your goal is, what the reason for action. So help me out, ladies. I feel like now I'm going to go into a circle. (laughs) No, could you give us an example, maybe using the example that you just used of like, what would be a why for losing weight that would be motivating? Well, that is entirely up to the own individual. Like, I cannot tell you what your why is. That is something that you have to dig down deep inside. And for me, like, my... I have now been consistent. I am so fucking proud of myself right now because I have been consistent for, like, 33 days. (laughs) Yes! I have gone to the gym every freaking... My gym, my living room. (laughs) The gym, my (laughs) living room. (laughs) I have pushed play on my workout for 33 days in a row, which, like, is not exactly happened before. Like, I am, like, have completed the 21-day programs, but not entirely 21 days in a row. So, for me, the motivation, the reason why, like, I didn't wait for a Monday to start. I just was like, okay, I, the reason I want to do this, Jess, I took from your motto, (laughs) I want to finish. I just want to finish it. And so that was like the reason why I started. And then motivation came when I was doing it every day. I was motivated because I celebrated one week of taking action. I was motivated because I celebrated two weeks of taking action. I was motivated because I finished the three-week program. I was motivated because I finished that three-week program to start the advanced version of that three-week program. And so I was in the action, taking action, and the motivation was coming as I was taking action. So does that help clarify a little bit Because I feel like a lot of the time, motivation is kind of portrayed as this feeling that you're supposed to have before you kind of go and do the thing. Mm -hmm. But rather, I'd like you to kind of switch that and think of it as a conscious commitment to taking action, to that reason why you started or that reason you're thinking about starting. Absolutely. I'm hearing you say a couple different things. So the first one is motivation comes after you take action. So number one, take action. And then the other thing you said this indirectly <laughs> was to celebrate your wins. Celebrate totally. when you have a win. Yes. And enjoy the small victories because the small victories and the small successes Those are the things that are going to keep you motivated. Those are the things that are going to sustain your motivation throughout time. When you're waiting for a big win, a big celebration, for you're waiting for that 50-pound weight loss goal, like you are not going to find that motivation as easily as celebrating the fact that you just did seven workouts in a row. Mm -hmm. You're not going to feel the motivation to lose 50 pounds if you're not seeing it on the scale or if you're not recognizing and celebrating that two pound weight loss first. Mm -hmm. Well, and also too, like if we're specifically talking about like health journeys and moving your body and weight loss, like for me, I find when I have some consistency um, and my motivation kind of like doubles because at the end of every workout, I'm like, holy shit, 
I feel incredible. I feel way yeah. better than I did as somebody who like constantly is dealing <clears throat> with some version of mental unwellness. I feel like, um, exercise and movement of my body really, really helps. And even if it's just yoga or walking or whatever, I not only like, not only does my body feel incredible, not only does my mind feel like free and unclouded, which is just like an incredible feeling for those of us who do feel like struggle with, um, brain fog, but you also are like, I did it. Like I'm capable. And so that's the other thing too. And I don't know if this is just like my own straw that I picked up out of what you were saying, Tash, but I feel like part of the motivation journey, if it's something that is ahead of you, it's in like the consistency. Um, it's also, it also comes from a place of like you proving to yourself that you're capable right? Like totally. if you go that 21 days and you've never done that before and all the, like at the end of that, you're like, holy shit, mm. I just did that. Yeah. You know? And if that's not motivate, I mean, I don't know what else is. Cause <laughs> I feel like for me, part of the thing that I do struggle with, with motivation is not, is like the fear that either I can't do it or that I'm not good enough or mm. that it's just not possible for me, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so it definitely is a mindset shift, a new perspective to not think of motivation as something that you need to have to start, but as something that comes as a part of the process of doing. Yes, exactly. And if you are looking for that kind of like spark to start that motivation, I have a couple questions that you can ask yourself that might help you along the way. So question number one is very like, it sounds so simple, but really might take some contemplation. What do I want for myself? Mm -hmm. sounds easy but it it does require you to think about it and this is coming back to the reason why you're taking action that why behind it so the second question to ask yourself is what new goal would be meaningful to me so what mm -hmm. new goal yeah. would be meaningful to me and the third question to ask yourself is what am I excited about learning or what am I excited about giving back so these are ways that you can find things that will spark your motivation. Yeah, you know, and something that was kind of inspired thought from what Jessa was saying was, Jessa, what I heard indirectly, you did not say this directly, but what I heard indirectly is sometimes, correct me if I'm wrong, when you think about the end goal or the big picture, it can become overwhelming. Mm -hmm, didn't totally. say that, but that's just kind of a toothpick that I picked up. Okay. So for anybody who now to me, that is the opposite. Like the big picture is really motivating for me. However, I have a tip for people that feel like that big picture is just extremely overwhelming. What I heard you say, Jessa, was sometimes you just have to think about what will this give me today? And when I do my workout today, how will I feel? Mm -hmm. How will that impact my day? How will that impact my, my movement and my flexibility today, my energy level today, my mood today? And that is what I heard really motivates you since the big picture is not as motivating. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's so funny that you say that because I am a big picture thinker. And mm -hmm. so it's quite the uh, double-edged sword there because I, I, I do think about the big picture often. That's what I immediately go to. But I am also like frozen in fear by all the things that I need to mm -hmm. do in order to get there. And so it has really been for me, a process of breaking down exactly what you said into the day-to-day -day and acknowledging that those, like the day-to-day -day is way more important in my opinion now than even what you're eventually going to achieve because of the fact if you're not focused on the day-to-day -day tasks, that thing is never going to happen anyway. You know mm. what I mean? <clears throat> so for yeah. me, I had to, even though I am the big picture, thick, big picture thinker, I had to chunk it down into these day-to-day -day tasks. And that was, a, and still is like a struggle for me because it's very easy for me to be just like, I'll do it tomorrow. What's one day? One day doesn't matter. I could sit here and watch Netflix all day. That's not going to matter. I can do it tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. that's been like my, not necessarily conscious thinking, but definitely subconscious thinking for quite a long time. And what I recently realized recently is in like last week, um, I was on, on a road trip down to San Diego, just like contemplating life. And I realized I had this like epiphany that I was like, wow, the things that I put off until tomorrow, because I'm just not feeling it. I'm not, I don't feel motivated. Um, I just like I'm in brain fog, I'm feeling depressed and anxious and fearful, whatever it is. I don't, I'm on my period, whatever. Um, the not doing of the daily things, the daily routines, the things that, that move that peg forward every single day actually ends up making my life harder because I don't do that. And that realization is massive because of the fact that I used to perceive the world in the complete opposite direction. Like, oh, doing the dishes every single day is too hard. I just don't want to do it. So I'm just not going to do it yeah. because it's easy to not do it. Motherfucking um, dishes. Motherfucking dishes. <laughs> I also know what it dishes. is. It's laundry. <laughs> I, I'll do dishes all day, every day. I My laundry is such an energy leak. But you're right. Like it just piles up because I'm like, eh, I don't need to do it today. Or yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, there's a mountain of it. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you could say that for almost anything that is a daily routine. Like I'm going to expose myself real quick here. Washing my face every single day has been a struggle for me my entire life. It was not something that was taught to me when I was a kid, like as a value. And so as an adult, I've had to, especially like when I was in my twenties, I was like, whatever, I have perfect skin. I don't care. Like, cool. I have a couple of blemishes here and there, but whatever. Now that I'm in my thirties and I'm starting to like <laughs> see some aging, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I should probably take care of that. And so from that perspective, it does make my life harder to not take care of 
myself and wash my face and do, you know, the moisturizing and the toning and the, all the things every single day to take care of my skin. Same thing for exercising. It makes my life harder if I don't move my body um, well, every, every couple days, every day, whatever. Um, because at the end of that week, I have no energy. Like I have brain fog. I feel it like I get winded walking up my three flights of stairs in my apartment building. That's when I know that I'm like, girl, you need to get some exercise in when I walk up the stairs in my apartment and I'm like dying at the top. I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't I move my body this week? Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that is the thing that is really, I know I said on last week's episode that my mantra for this year is finish what you start. And that is absolutely one of my mantras. Um, but another one is that the hard way is the easy way doing the things that you don't want to do that you want to put off makes your life harder. So just do it and your life becomes easier and more more just fluid. And also on top of all of that, we're talking about motivation. I feel even more motivated after doing those things consistently for another couple of days, because I feel incredible for just taking care of myself. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I can take care of myself like an adult. I'm an adult. I can do this. You know, like (laughs) I feel, I feel great about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard that before, like the hard life is the easy life or not. Your wording is a little bit unique, but I've heard something similar to that. And it's true, right? It's like, maybe I don't want to drive my butt to the gym today. Yet, if I do that and I do that consistently, then I'm going to live a longer, healthier life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have more mobility. I'm going to have better brain health. I'm going to avoid diseases potentially. So I love that. I think that's a great mantra for the year. Definitely. Thanks. I'm excited to uh, see how that looks in six months. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So when Jessa was describing this, this brought up just kind of like a little um, tidbit that we learn in neurolinguistics and programming the brain when you're hearing something that I was thinking about this this week too Jessa with like hard and easy things being hard or things being easy and I was always telling myself like oh this is so hard this is so hard and then what I have learned through the work here is that the brain actually has a more difficult time processing the no's and the negatives so I asked myself okay what do I want instead of this being hard well, duh, I want it to be easy. So if the brain doesn't process the negative and I'm feeling like I want to say, oh, this is so hard, instead, say what you want instead, but in the negative. So like, oh, this is not easy. So you see what I did there? It's the same kind of like not easy is the same as hard kind of sort of in the same brain realm <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the same sentence. So I'm actually kind of tricking my unconscious mind into thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. 
this is going to be easy because I don't hear the no, the not in my brain, in my unconscious. I just hear the easy. So I'm tricking myself into thinking it's easy, thinking it's easy. And it kind of goes right in line into like what you're saying of like, it's easy to like live in that hard. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes everything easier and also to your point you were saying earlier about like little wins you know every single time that you do something for yourself even if it becomes habit and even if it becomes second nature and you're just like almost not that you necessarily want to be on autopilot in your life but something that you just do like sitting down and acknowledging that no, you're actually like every single thing that you do for yourself is a win. Every single thing that you do for yourself is showing yourself that you're capable and that you're taking care of yourself. And yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if these are just toothpicks that I'm picking up, but like that is very important for me to, you know, reinforce to myself that I, mm -hmm. you know, take care of myself and, and that I'm capable. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Um, Which is, uh, so we've talked about what motivation is for me, what motivation kind of is for Jessa and Rachel, like, how do you see motivation? Like what comes up for you when we talk about finding your motivation? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, motivation, I'm pretty visual and I can pretty clearly see the end goal. So that is very motivating for me to be able to visualize the end goal and to feel what that feels like gets me moving toward my goal every single time. So I'll give you a specific example. When I wanted to win Ms. California International, that was like, uh, that was a pageant system, by the way, Cal uh, Ms. California International Junior Miss is a pageant system that I really wanted to win um, for various reasons. I just, I loved the system. I loved what it was about. It meant a lot to me. And so I saw myself winning. So what I would do every day is I would visualize them basically calling me to the top five. And then I would visualize them calling like the top three. And then I was still standing there with one other woman. And then I visualized them announcing me the winner. I visualized them putting the crown on my head, bringing me flowers, the whole thing from start to finish. I heard my mom in the audience, like screaming my name. I had a very clear picture. And for people who have never done that before or never visualized the end, I'm actually, I'll take you through that process today and I'll teach you how to do that. But for me, having a very clear picture of what I'm working towards is my number one tip for people. Do you know what you want in the end? And if what you want in the end is just more flexibility, great. Then you're going to be motivated to stretch every day. It doesn't have to be that you need to win a marathon. I'm not saying that. Yet you do need to know what you're working toward because our unconscious mind is the goal getter. So there's the goal setter, which is our conscious mind, right? Like I want to run a marathon or I want to be able to do the splits. Yet our unconscious actions come from our unconscious mind. So if we set a conscious goal that we're going to lose 20 pounds, 
yet then unconsciously we're like, man, I really want cookies right now. And we're just kind of zone out and eat a whole bag of cookies. That's because our unconscious mind and our conscious mind aren't in agreement or in alignment. So when you you set a specific goal then and you visualize it, you're getting your unconscious mind to say, oh, we're going and we're going to go get that versus I don't really know what we're doing. Let's go eat cookies. So we need like a very clear picture. Uh, before I get into like, I'm going to teach people how to do smart goals. And you've probably heard of smart goals before in a conscious way. I'm going to teach you kind of a new way to do this unconsciously. But before we go into that, I have two really quick tips for people. Um, first of all, all of our listeners are already doing this tip. So yay, snaps for you because my <laughs> snaps. <laughs> because my second tip is um, personal development. If you are working on your mindset, you're going to stay motivated. So the fact that you're here right now, you're listening to this podcast, you're tuning in every week, you are a personal development junkie, just like all of us here are. And that's going to get you one step closer to your goals because you're constantly thinking about bettering yourself, bettering your life and bettering the, the lives of those around you. So Yay. And then my second tip, the three of us are doing this. I hope that our listeners are already doing this. And that is to find motivated friends. Yes. All about that community. (laughs) And especially I would say find friends who are motivated and successful in different contexts of life. So like I have friends who are successful in wealth And I love them. And I have friends who are very successful in fitness and I love them equally. Yet I surround myself with motivated people who are achieving and succeeding because you are who you hang out with. You are basically the the five people that you hang out with the most. They are you. So if you're looking at your friends right now and you're like, well, that's not very exciting because I'm not, you know, they're not the type of person that I want to be. That's okay. You don't have to cut them off. Add friends into your life who are the people that you aspire to be. And guess what? A year from now, you'll be that much closer. Guess what? A year from now, you'll be hosting a podcast with them because that's exactly what I did. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl, I'm like, this girl, I want to surround myself with more because she's just like fun and vibrant. And I like see her where she's going and I want to go there too. And look at us now. We're hosting a podcast together. (laughs) I was just thinking like, yes, surrounding yourself with like the people that inspire you, that motivate you, that are just like encouraging towards you and like what you're doing as well, like can make all the difference. That environment you surround yourself with is a big, big factor into having and sustaining that motivation following through on the goals that you're gonna set and just like having fun throughout it all so I just had to say that (laughs) do you mind actually can we talk about this really really quick because I know for myself when I first really started hearing like hearing not just heard it for the first time but hearing and understanding that the five people that you surround yourself with are like you Mm -hmm. when I first started hearing that I was I looking around at my the people who were around me and I 
had, you know, kind of like my own idea of what our friendship was and how important these people were to me. And like you said, Rach, it's not about cutting them off and adding new people in, but I was so scared. One, I didn't want to believe it because I was like, I get to decide who I am, not these people, you know, like I get to decide no matter what. Um, but I was also scared because I was so attached to my comfort zone. And the thing about including and inviting and looking for new people to bring into your life is a, you have to go outside your comfort zone. And, you know, all of this stuff, all of this growing is pushing you outside of your comfort zone. But the thing that I didn't know that I would love to tell our listeners is that the instant that you want to find people, not only will you find them Mm -hmm. if you're looking, Mm -hmm. you'll also be like embraced. Like the people who are doing the things that you want to do are the type of people who lift you the fuck up. Like they want you around. They want people around who, you know, want to be doing the same thing. And that kind of energy is um, what is that word? (laughs) Attractive. It's not like electric. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it radiates through you. So anyway, my whole little tangent here is that if you are sitting here right now and you're like, Oh, I, it is whatever scary or uncomfortable or whatever you're feeling to go outside of your comfort zone and attract new people, actively look for new people in your life. Like not only is it worth it, but your life changes exponentially. And it, I promise you, like, it's actually not as hard as you think it is to attract new people, the right people into your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's actually like the perfect thing to bring into the conversation because when you're thinking about the five people you're surrounding yourself, it comes back to another concept we talk about with coaching is that your reality is a projection of your inner world. So -hmm. what you perceive inside is projected outside into the world around you. So the five people you surround yourself with the most are a reflection of what is inside of you. So if you're looking around, not seeing what you want, you have to go inside internally. What do I want instead? What do I want my life to look like? Who are the people that I aspire to be? Who are the people that motivate me? And how can I surround, how can I be more in their lives? Like maybe it's not necessarily you know them personally maybe you just plug them into your headset and you listen to their audiobook eight hours a day then you listen to their podcast for another eight hours like Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily the you have to know them personally it's like the things that you're putting into your brain as well not just Mm -hmm. friendships like what you're consuming on the news the media all the things also all play into it yeah that's a really good point that's a yeah. really good point. Um, yeah. Okay. So another tip that I don't know if we've talked about this directly yet, indirectly maybe, but it's know why you want something. Um, so if you don't know why you're stretching every day or you don't know why you want to push play on your workout every day, 
then you're probably not going to do it, right? And so having a clear understanding of why am I doing this? What is my end goal? There is the visual picture of that. And there's also the why factor, which um, if you've done any kind of personal development books, a lot of them say go seven layers deep. So why do you want it? And then you do it seven times. Why do you want it? Why do you want it? I used to do this with, um, so I do some pageant coaching and I do this with every single pageant competitor that I coach. Why are you competing in this pageant? Oh, because I want blah, blah, blah. Why do you want that? And I make them go literally until they cry. And <laughs> I don't mean I torture them. <laughs> like, as I was saying that, I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> I torture them until they like, beg for mercy. No, but that crying, that moment of tears, that's like when you know you have that emotional connection to your why. Yes, exactly. It's also like a, it's like a release too. Some of the time that might be the first time that somebody's thought it or said it out yeah. loud also. Exactly. And they, they realize that it's so, it means so much more to them. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to do this because reason, 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 which they never thought about, which they never fully understood, which if you're going to go into a pageant interview and they're going to ask you the number one, why are you here? Why should we pick you? I'm astounded at how many girls cannot answer that question. And if you don't know why you're there, you're not going to win. And life is the same way. If you don't know why you want something, if you don't know why you're getting up every day, eventually you're going to be like, eh, I don't need to do this. Have a clear understanding of why it's important to you, no matter what that is. And then take that seven layers deep. And then then that will lead you to a specific goal, hopefully, which is my final tip that I'm going to walk you through. It, well, it's not the final one. It's one of the major ones that we're going to talk about today is making sure your goal is specific because I want to lose weight is not specific enough. And your unconscious mind doesn't understand that anyway. Like when you say, I want to lose weight, your unconscious mind is like, cool. Well, we do want to lose weight. You're right. So we've already got what you want. That's literally what your unconscious mind hears. We want it. Cool. We got we it. Want it. Yeah. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. Isn't that funny? So it's like, as soon as you tell yourself, I want something, your unconscious mind's like, cool, we can continue to want that forever. It sounds like a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> How rude, unconscious I'm, mind. I'm on board. Um, So in order to avoid that, um, we want to avoid using language like I want. And instead, when you have that specific goal, you're going to say, I have it. Even though I've talked to many, I coach many, many clients in this. And the number one question I get asked is, am I lying to myself when I say, I have it? It's like, you're not lying to yourself. You're speaking to your unconscious mind that it is time to go get it. Because your unconscious mind says, oh, I have it? Are you, wait, I'm already 120 pounds? Wait. And then your unconscious mind goes, oh, well, if I'm already 120 pounds on a specific date, then I don't want to eat those cookies then. You're like mind effing yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you can yeah. say fuck if you want. We I put know, the explicits I- on. <laughs> like in my personal life, 
I will. <laughs> but, you know, what if my grandma hears this or something? <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Love you. Her you know, I cuss. swear. She doesn't cuss. <laughs> Don't blame her. She's a good one. So, yeah. So, so yeah, you want to have a specific goal that says, I have it. Yes. And then the, that brings me to my, my la- the last letter in SMART goal is T. But I like to talk about it second. It's timed. So if you know like, okay, well, my end goal is that I want to be 135 pounds or whatever it is. I'm just throwing these random numbers out there. Then you're going to set yourself a deadline. By May 1st, I am, present tense, 135 pounds. Then the unconscious mind goes, oh, got it. Not I want to weigh 135 pounds because your unconscious mind goes, sweet, cool. Yes, we can continue to want that forever. I am 135 pounds on this date. And then your unconscious mind is like, sweet. Well, then we better get started. So specific and timed. The second letter in SMART is M, which means measurable, right? We need to know the exact measure. I want to lose weight isn't measurable you could lose 0.2 ounces and your unconscious mind's like we did it sweet no we need it to be measurable how are we going to measure our success uh there's a specific outcome i want to win the pageant i'll know when i win it when they stick the crown on my head that's a measurable goal and then meaningful to you a lot of people skip this one it needs to be meaningful to you if you're planning on making a million dollars so you can buy your mother a home that can be motivating to the conscious mind your unconscious mind is selfish your unconscious mind is a toddler and your unconscious mind is looking out for number one so it's not that you can't make a million dollars to buy your parents a home Yet you need to know what your reason is. I want to make a million dollars for me. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Then as a result, one of the things I can do is buy my parents a home. Yet just make sure your goals are meaningful to you, not to someone else. And then the A in SMART stands for achievable, as if now, and all areas of your life. I'll break this down. So... So I'm going to talk about R also because people get these ones mixed up because R stands for realistic. So what is the difference between achievable and realistic? I got to get this question a lot and that's fine. So let's talk about um, I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay, well, is it achievable? Yes, as long as I'm an able-bodied person climbing Mount Kilimanjaro is achievable. People have done it before, so therefore it's achievable. Is it realistic for me to do that tomorrow? No. And that's the difference between achievable and realistic. I have not trained, so therefore it isn't realistic. Unless I'm going to give myself a year to train and then it can be realistic. Does that make sense, you guys? Yeah. 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 Totally. That's the question I get asked the most. Could you give an example of something that's not achievable, that's not like going to the moon? Yes. So if, like, I'm thinking of, this is just the most obvious example I could think of, my friend who's in a wheelchair. I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Not achievable for her. Not going to happen. 
Um, you can do something else that's achievable, but not that. So just make sure within your world, who you are is achievable for you. So another example would be, um, I want to make a million dollars. Is that achievable for anyone? Yes. And caveat, have you ever made six figures before? Well, no. Well, if you haven't made six figures before, we're not going to set an, a quote unquote achievable goal to make a million not achievable. First, set a goal to make 70,000, then set a goal to make 100,000, then 150, 250, etc. until a million dollars actually is achievable for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's totally. like your car unless you mm-hmm. have like a super nice like Ferrari or Porsche, like you're not going to go 0 to 100 in 3 seconds. Like you right. have to first like get from zero to 10 kilometers, 10 kilometers. <laughs> I say kilometers. I'm just thinking like you guys probably don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> but yeah, you have to go like mile at a time to get to where you want to go. And it's kind of like, yeah, you can't be a millionaire if you're starting at zero. You can't drive your Ford Focus at 100 kilometers an hour in three seconds. Yes, exactly. So you can yet probably not this year and i'll have clients that come to me at the beginning of the year and they're like i want to make fifty thousand dollars by june and i'm like well have you ever made ten thousand dollars in a month before no what's the most you've ever made in a month before three thousand dollars okay well then let's start by trying to make five thousand dollars a month can we start there because if we set this outlandish goal that you're going to make $50,000 and you've never made four, that's not realistic. So we need to scale it for where you're at now. And I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's possible one year at a time. Like Mm -hmm. my buddy Tyler just competed at the Mr. Olympia. He took fourth in the world. I'm so freaking proud of him. Tyler Bray. Woo. Go Tyler. Kick butt. His first year, he took ninth place. Be, and, and he was totally happy with that. He's like, I, I came, I competed, I placed. Woohoo. He did not go in thinking, I'm going to win. And I've never done this before in my life. You have to set your, your expectations of where you currently are in life. Now he took fourth because he's been doing this for a while and he knows what he's doing now as far as what, what to expect and, and how to do his body right. So when you're thinking of your goal, make sure it's smart, specific, measurable, and meaningful to you as if now achievable. I didn't talk about all areas of your life. So really quickly, I'll just talk about what does that mean? I also have clients that come to me and say, I want to make $100,000 this year. And that's great. We, we can do it. It is technically achievable. It is technically realistic for them and for where they're at and their, their business health. And then I look at, Okay, if you're going to actually achieve this goal, you are going to be ignoring your family. You're going to be ignoring your health. You're going to be ignoring uh, your sex life. You're going to be ignoring pretty much everything for the next year because this goal is going to require this much work. Do you still want it? And no judgments either way. Yet for a goal to be, quote unquote, a smart goal, It needs to honor all areas of your life. 
Meaning if, if a, a woman who's pregnant comes to me and says, I want to make a million dollars this year, we are also going to have a baby. So that's not ecological for me to coach you to make a million dollars this year and just ignore your newborn baby. That's not ecological. So all areas of your life is basically honor all areas of your life. If you're going to make a million dollars, you better be also taking care of your health and your family. Mm-hmm. That's what all areas of your life means. And then realistic and timed. So it's like thinking of this like same kind of metaphor of the car. It's like you have to be in the right vehicle for you. Mm-hmm. Is the right vehicle for you that Ford Focus or is that right vehicle for you that Ferrari? And all your baggage has to fucking fit in the trunk because <laughs> if it doesn't, then it might not be the right vehicle for you. Exactly. Exactly. So something that I do for clients that I I wanted to do, but now I'm realizing might not make sense to do it live. Um, But if people want to contact me, I'll do this for you for free for New Year's. Just you can send me an email at coachrachelbailey.com. I'm only going to offer this, by the way, you need to hear this episode and reach out to me before January 31st of 2021. If you do that, I'll do a smart goal in your future for you. It doesn't take that long, but I can't really do it now because I don't know what your goal is. And there's certain psychology things that have to line up and have to be in place for this to work. And so if I were to just say, we're going to put a goal in your future right now, but I don't know what your goal is. And I'm not sure if it's an actual smart goal, it isn't going to work. So Here's the tip I can give you on like a public broadcast podcast is basically when you're writing out your goal, when you visualize the end goal, you're going to visualize it twice. The first time, and, and that doesn't mean then you're done. You do this every day, but there's two different ways to visualize your goal. The first way is inside your body, looking through your own eyes, meaning when I step up to the stage and they call my name, I see them bringing the crown over and putting it on my head and I feel it on my body and I'm looking at the woman to my left, bringing me the crown through my own eyes. That's the first way. Then when you're looking at that picture, you're going to step out of the picture and see your body standing there and see yourself getting crowned from an audience member's point of view. Why do you do that? Because your unconscious mind needs to see it outside your body in order for it to go, oh, I understand. We're going to go get that. If you only visualize it from within inside your body, there's a chance your unconscious mind goes, cool, we got it, the end of the story. Because your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between make-believe and reality. That's why people cry during movies. It's your unconscious mind is getting um, it's getting wrapped up in the story and it thinks it's real. That's what happens when you visualize your outcome. So when you visualize your outcome, you're going to step out of the picture and you're going to see yourself achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve from a third's eye perspective. Then your unconscious mind goes, oh, I get it. That's what we want to happen to us in the future. Um, I have a process that I take clients through. It's called goal in the future where we literally um, do this together and I make sure your goal is smart and I make sure that we put it in your future timeline. So if you want to do that, just send me an email. Um, But my final, I have two more tips that go hand in hand with what I just said. And the first one is um, be careful with vision boards. So like we were talking about vision boards this morning like Jessa, make sure you put a picture of yourself on the board. 
as weird oh, as that's that a good idea no yeah. I, I definitely was thinking that and I also was like huh I wonder if I should or should not but okay cool you and absolutely why is should yeah because we're unconscious mind will see that third person picture of you just like we did in the visualization and I'll say oh go get those things mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. it just sees the board and goes cool that's a nice house it doesn't connect that like that's you in the future until you yeah. put yourself on the board. A, this yeah, like no, blows my idea. mind. That's a great Yo. idea. Yeah. Yo, I have to share this. I have to. Okay. okay so <laughs> y'all know that we did our five day vision board class last year in December in 2019. And we made vision boards. I made my vision board, everything, you know, what is 2020 going to be like? All this travel <laughs> and palm trees. Yeah. Right. And I put one picture of myself. And Sultan, we did a photo shoot together. I put this in the very middle. What was the one thing that 2020 came out of on my vision board? Your wedding. Us being together at my wedding. Like, oh my God, that's the like literally the only thing that came true on my vision board because it's the only thing that I have a picture of myself of <laughs> me and my husband together. <laughs> because, starting. It, it worked because going into 2020, like we weren't together. So my unconscious mind was like, I don't have that. I need that. I see myself together with Sultan, but I don't have that. We need to get that. And then we did everything in our power to go get that. <laughs> Fuck, my mind is blown. <laughs> yes. So that is such a good point. That's such a good point. And that's why sometimes when I say these things, people are like, uh-huh, sure. Well, try it first before you knock it and see mm-hmm. that I know what I'm talking about. Other people know what this is. I'm this is not, you know, Rachel Bailey hour. This is NLP. This is based in research. Try it first before you just say that sounds absolutely bonkers crazy. Try it first. So for every single thing that is on your vision board, next to that one thing, you have a picture of yourself. I don't care if there's 10 things on your board, there's everything 10 pictures. Yes, everything has to have your picture next to it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then you will accomplish it. You will. I just see a lot of little me's. I know. I'm like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) like cut out my head and like smoosh it onto like all these palm trees now. Like, (laughs) Like, I am one with the palm tree. Yes, I am at the beach. That is me. Exactly. (laughs) So I have one question really quick, Rach. Yeah. The SMART goals, are they for any goal as far as like big term goals or are they for more like short term goals? That's a great question. They're for both. You just have a different time restraint on them. So part of the SMART goal is timed. So you can have a SMART goal that's out five years from now and you can have a SMART goal that's next week. The, the, the cool thing about SMART goals is once you actually do the visualization process with me and we do the hypnotherapy together and you put it in your future timeline, usually what happens is you get it early. Not every time, yet a lot of times people hit their goal early because their unconscious mind is now so in alignment with what they want that they don't even have to think about saying no to the cookies. It just happens. Yeah. Um, I love it. So there was one other tip you had for us. Oh, yeah. On us. 
Yeah, absolutely. That is to hire a coach. Boom. <laughs> I love this. I was going to like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I was actually going to like segue also into um, our Rays of Hope coaching program. If you want any more details on motivation or smart smart goals and the vision process, we already, smart goals. We oh, already. reminded me of s'mores. I'm like, ooh, s'mores goals. Mm. <laughs> well, we have a smorgeborg of content <laughs> available to you on babeswithhope.com in the Rays of Hope coaching program. You can find uh, lessons on motivation, on goals, on vision setting, and then, yeah, reach out to Rachel and she will put that goal into your future before January 31st. Like, a boom, hell yeah, grab that up. And <laughs> yeah, and then um, when you when you contact me and we do your SMART goal, then we can talk about, you know, if you want to do to Babes with Hope, the program with us next year, that's something that we can talk about um, in person as well. Or just go, like like Tash was saying, just go to babeswithhope.com and check it out. Um, but yet hiring a coach is going to be so beneficial to you. And I'm not saying it has to be me or Tash or Jessa or Babes with Hope. Just hire someone. Outsource this. I can't t t tell you how many times I've come across people and they're like, well, I I actually did it. I actually like accomplished my goal. Thank you. I never did it before. And I'm like, well, did you ever hire a coach before? No. Well, why not? Well, I just really thought I could do it on my own or I like, why wouldn't I do it on my own? Or it's an extra expense to have a coach. No, it isn't an extra expense to have a, a coach. It's a effing guarantee that you're going to get to your goal. That's what it is. Yeah. You want to hire a personal trainer? Do it. You know why? Because you'll actually get your ass to the gym. That's why you hire a personal trainer. You hire a coach. Guess what? You're actually going to show up for your. Can I? I'll cuss now. You'll actually show up for your motherfucking goals. Yes, <laughs> Is this a record? We're on episode 13. I finally said the F word. <laughs> oh, I love it. Warms my heart. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely, it goes back to what we were saying too about the people that you surround yourself with. So not only like the thing that I found was the most helpful from coaching, like having a coach myself was one, the accountability. I mean, not coaches have tools and skills to get you to where you want to be. That is over and above for me, like the purpose yeah what I wanted first personally, what I wanted first and foremost was accountability. And like I said, that goes back to the five people that you surround yourself with and your community. So if you're at that place that you're just like, I don't even really know. And I do feel like it's difficult to, you know, bring people into my new people into my life, do what I did. I hired Rachel. I was scared as shit. I had zero negative zero money to pay Rachel when I first hired her. And I took a chance on myself. I took a chance on her because I was like, my life needs to change. Mm -hmm. And this was like after years and years and years and years of telling myself that it was only like the outcome of my life, getting to my goals was only going to be valuable if I had done it a hundred percent by myself. 
Like that was the biggest lie that I've ever told myself. And we can go into another episode Mm -hmm. of like why that is and like the lies that we tell ourselves. (laughs) Um, But if I hadn't done that, I would not have expanded my community twofold by these two ladies that I'm doing this Mm -hmm. awesome podcast with. And I'm so immersed in self-development and honestly on the best track I've ever been on for my life because I made that one decision. I'm normally not like a hard sell person, but I just felt very like inspired (laughs) to share that. So do what you will with that information, but that was my journey. I'm so excited for you, Jessa. You've grown so much. It's so yeah. I know. I really feel it. <laughs> so we have talked about a lot on this episode from uh, what motivation is, like finding that reason for action and taking action into those SMART goals that Rachel walked you through, how to make them specific and measurable, achievable, realistic, based in time, and taking them that one step deeper so that the unconscious mind is on board with what you're doing. We talked about how it's easy and hard to like be in the state of being that you are in and making the choice to have a different path forward. This all kind of plays into each other. It has been super fun episode and we hope that we see you back here next week with us um, tuning in, listening to us. We hope that you have a fabulous new year and a 2021 is off to a great start. Happy New Year, friends. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye, hopefuls. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Babes with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of our coaching programs, you can reach us directly at babeswithhope.thinkific.com. That's babeswithhope.thinkific.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.